Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. This is a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Carmen Digital. And this week, we're taking a look at aligning your marketing strategy to HubSpot's tools and capabilities. Here with me to chat about this is a recent PodSpot favourite, Sam Turner, consultant and HubSpot expert. So welcome back, Sam. I'm really excited to talk about marketing and HubSpot today. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me back. No, it's my pleasure. I think you were you were a massive hit on the last episode, so we just had to have you back. Oh, it's very kind of you to say. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, but it's very kind of you to say. <laughs> so yeah, we, we spoke about this topic initially, and you said that you've seen businesses struggle when they try to match HubSpot to their existing processes and strategies. So I guess to start off, is this a common struggle across sectors or do you think particular industries are more susceptible to this issue? Yeah, I, th- I think it is a common um, a common factor across sectors. I don't think it's a, a sector-specific challenge. I think the unifying factor um, where I see this rather than um, rather than a sector or an industry is the driver within the business that's led to HubSpot going into the business. Um, I think that is that's the main point of creation of sort of this pain where HubSpot doesn't quite match up with where the business is going. Um, and if you if you sort of think to the to, to the sort of background of that, I think it, you know the, the reason for that is because HubSpot sells on need, and and we of course all buy on need, and businesses buy on need so if i if i search for email automation for example then i'm going to get hubspot as one of the possible solutions to whatever issue i have if i need to send out 20 emails a day to to various lists of clients then hubspot is going to present itself as a solution to my problem so my my need is that i i need an email automation tool and great hubspot's um, the solution to that issue where that creates um an issue with strategy is that that the need that it's addressing there and in a lot of cases can be very specific and often very departmental and if that's what drives the entry of hubspot into a business which it often does because again as i say hubspot sells on need and, and we all buy on need um then it hubspot goes in to solve something specific where actually it's a it's a broad solution for for lots and lots of different needs um so what you end up with is this this whopping great system within a company that can do loads and loads but actually it's been bought for for one specific thing and you know isn't aligned with the strategic approach of that company um that that's where it, it starts to, to sort of fall down and, and cause problems so i don't think it's a sector issue i think it's a i think it's a, a sort of driving factor issue as to to why hubspot arrived in the first place yeah and it's interesting you talked about you know the driver to hubspot being in the business and you know that we kind of buy on need are there more popular needs or more frequent needs that you see businesses frequently have? Yeah, I think uh, the, the need to get HubSpot in is is often driven still by, you know, the, the things that HubSpot's always been good at. So, you know, quite often it's a, it's a CRM need, you know, it's a need to have a, a unified database. Um, the, the marketing side of things is is still a major need. You know, HubSpot started as a marketing automation tool. It didn't it didn't have um, sales and service and the CMS at the start of things. It was, it was purely marketing driven. And because of that, it's still mainly and often bought by marketing departments. You know, they are they still often sort of drive the HubSpot process. But really, now it's it's you know it's a much bigger tool, and it it, it you know it will probably come onto this, but it it doesn't take long for somebody to spot that it can do more. And that's the that's the point that I tend to find where it it starts to push up against strategy and and the process within the business. Yeah, definitely. I think from from 
recording quite a few of these HubSpot episodes and speaking to multiple people, I definitely find that um, it covers a lot more than people perhaps first anticipated, which is a great selling point for them. But I guess, why do you think so many businesses go down this same route? What do you think their motivation is or the similarities between those businesses are? Yeah, so if if we if we think about HubSpot, um, it's it's designed nowadays with with two. I think there's two underlying principles to HubSpot that don't often get talked about. But if if you know all of those of us that work sort of in the HubSpot ecosystem, we would recognise them immediately. But they don't often get talked about externally or probably during buying processes. Then they're not particularly sexy, but they are two underlying principles that sort of do do fit into HubSpot. And I think those are process and collaboration. So I think HubSpot nowadays is multi-departmental no matter how you buy it so if you think even about the simple process of emails that a company i'll use emails again as the example emails a company needs to send out you know a core piece of hubspot functionality um a need for somebody that that might have arisen and and that's why hubspot gets bought in but emails that need to get sent out you know that covers pre-sales when you know marketing are trying to get people through the door we might use email then it covers sales when sales are trying to warm somebody up it covers post-sales with customer success managers and service teams and then it goes back to to an account manager again to to sell more in the future so even the very simplest of tools with that email functionality i've just described you know the very simple bit of hubspot you've got a process that a really complicated process where you're passing um contacts backwards and forwards between departments so even somebody that's just bought HubSpot in for the need of solving email marketing has immediately got a process and a collaboration problem that they've got to solve before they can make it do everything that it that it that it can do out of the box with, with just one of the tools. Um, and it, with with that sort of process and, and that collaboration um, underlying principle with HubSpot, one of the issues I think is that HubSpot won't create those two things for you. HubSpot's a really good tool to enable them, but it, HubSpot won't suddenly turn around and say, right, here's the process that you need for this. You need you need the process in the first place and it, it, it also won't create um the the collaboration between teams that you know will foster a, a good process in that case where you know we're doing company emails all over the place um and where those processes don't work or, or they aren't in place and where the uses of usage of hubspot isn't collaborative um or you know the, the teams don't know that it exists maybe then that creates friction which hubspot is desperate to avoid um and delay and and you know that's where again I, you know what i would describe as sort of hubspot bumping against business strategy um that's where that starts to create and that's why a lot of businesses end up in, in that sort of scenario yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there but, you know hubspot will age your processes but it won't create them for you so um yeah thinking about that prior to that is important but i guess what challenges do you think taking that approach then creates so if you if you take the approach where you you, you know you 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 go for the the choice of bringing hubspot in to, to solve a need i think at some point um, it's an inevitability that you will be forced into a much bigger project than you might have intended. So I think I think that creates a challenge for businesses because you know where, where if somebody maybe bought the product at perhaps a, a relatively low price point, they're making they're creating a much bigger project down the road that maybe the business hasn't planned for. Uh, you know, when when you think of business planning, obviously budgets come into it. So maybe the business hasn't you know set aside the budget to do everything that it is at some point going to need to do with hubspot um that project in its own right you know if it's not approached in the right way that could be time consuming and, and painful you know you need to you need creativity and process to get to a good end result in that sort of project they might not be things that were were in the project at the start you know if you if you 
you just brought a CRM database, then creativity perhaps didn't come into the requirements. You know, maybe there's not somebody there that's that's going to have the sort of creative thought to to do the rest of the work that's required. So, in the end, it's a good thing, but the time between the purchase and you know coming to that decision that this is a much bigger project than we thought that that time can be painful and if it's not approached in the right way then the, the project at the end of it can be painful too so i think the challenge that it creates is is a, a future level of uncertainty that that people only get to when they realize oh there's more here that we need to do rather than you know just plugging in a, a crm system for example yeah, definitely. And I guess, you know, you can pre-plan and try to anticipate that uncertainty as much as you can. But I guess there's always going to be scenarios where, like you said, you are always going to realise, actually, there's a lot more that we could do with this platform that we hadn't initially planned for. And just being realistic about that and kind of planning that into, OK, we might potent- need potential contingencies or resources that we aren't planning for at the moment but we won't know that until we get into it so i guess it's just having that more realistic approach when you are first onboarding hubspot yeah definitely yeah that that makes a lot of sense yeah i think it's it's recognizing that you even if you're not going whole hog to start with it's recognizing that potential's there in the future and um you know knowing that there's a roadmap to that yeah definitely and i guess you know to help companies avoid issues that you've just mentioned i guess you've suggested that they shift their thinking and build their marketing strategy around HubSpot rather than doing the opposite. So I guess, can you take us through what you mean by that and and how that might look if a business does start to build their marketing strategy around HubSpot? Yeah, sure. So I, I think that the, the start in um, the start for this is to to fit, look at your business processes, and I'd, I'd say that you know it definitely going back to the collaborative point, it, it extends outside of marketing. I'd look at all of the processes that your business has and does, and you, the reason for that is because HubSpot gives you a great framework to drop those processes on top of. So you know, it, it, HubSpot is, in the end, HubSpot is built for that nowadays. It's built to have an end-to-end business process dropped on top of it. So if if you can build out your processes and map how departments work together at the moment, then HubSpot is is there to be this fantastic tool to drop those processes onto. So, you know, if we think about how to how to you know build the strategy around HubSpot, really it's as simple as you know understanding how you work as a business and how departments work together. Because you know, without those, what is your business? You know, what what is it that you do? If you if you understand exactly how things work, then HubSpot is this great framework to help you re-engineer and optimize them and come out with the smooth running business that you've always wanted but if you don't have that input to start with um then it, that's the bit of that's that's sort of the point of struggle to get there to get you know even something that works with hubspot before you can get something that works really well so that process you know to the question when you asked was to help companies avoid the issue well to help avoid the issue start with the process you know start with how your business works and then you can map that onto how that looks in a hubspot environment and how you can start to optimize it to to work even better yeah because i guess that can be quite a common pitfall like internally we have processes all the time but we don't necessarily document them or plan them out end to end and have a real holistic view of what that looks like and make it easier for external people to understand that as well so i guess documenting that and doing a bit of that pre-planning as well is is crucial yeah absolutely i think it's a real um i I think it's a specific challenge in the sme market um so you know you think of of businesses that uh, let's say want to maybe you're up to 50 million turnover perhaps that's the type of business that would have lots and lots of processes but they maybe haven't put any thought into what exactly those processes are you know they're probably not documented um or mapped out on a whiteboard somewhere even you know or, or done in visio or anything like that that 
quite often those sort of businesses have sort of accidentally adopted processes where people know what they're doing and have put a process in place, but it's never been sort of shared. When you get up into enterprise level companies, you know, they tend to have standard operating procedures that are, you know, always documented and are always followed and somebody can go and reference them. So that sort of company nowadays, because HubSpot's functionality has increased so much recently, that sort of company is in a really good position to drop everything on top of HubSpot. Whereas the SME market it, within which HubSpot is really popular, they perhaps haven't haven't you know done what you say. You know they haven't gone to the the, the point of documenting everything. Yeah, great. And I mean, you touched on there. I guess one of the main pros of that is you'll then understand your business and how it works, and you'll have built that end to end process that can just then be dropped onto HubSpot. But I guess what else about the approach of building that marketing strategy around HubSpot also makes it more valuable. Yeah, so I think if you if you go back to the the buying on need point from from when we started talking, I think if, if you if you if you buy on need and you, you don't um, you don't integrate HubSpot into a, a company wide strategy, then you're going to solve a need and one thing is going to be ticked off. You know, marketing can send emails, or you you've you've got a CRM database where where all your data is, and you know one department or or maybe in one person or you know one aspect of the business is going to be much much better off. But if you approach it as a whole, you're going to do that um, incrementally as almost, you know, the way you operate as a business. You're going to to get to a point where you're going department to department and solving needs, you know, in parallel at the same time. Um, So that, you know, everybody ends up with a a joined up project that everybody works on that gets everybody to a better, happier place. Internal team members, you know, they're, they're happier with the work that they do and how they do it. Externally, marketing and sales, you know, perform much better. So the, the the question around why it's more valuable is, is is really, you know, the approach that you want to take as a company. Do you want to solve our problem or do you want to solve, you know, potentially any problem that's stopping you from from running as a business? And I, and I really think that is the difference between companies that that buy HubSpot to solve a specific need and just have it solve that need and companies that sort of take a, a more top down view and say, what can this do for us and where can we make it go? Yeah. And I guess having that view of not building it around your strategy might be more of a kind of a limited approach it's more i don't know siloed and it's it has less alignment between those departments when you don't think of it as a whole you just kind of think of it okay we're going to solve email marketing in this particular department but then you don't think about how that then impacts the greater business as well so i guess it is yeah it's a bit more of a siloed way of thinking if you don't plan it around the strategy yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think again that, that comes back to this: the, the first point, you know, the, the, the two underlying principles of HubSpot, the, the process, and then the second one, collaboration. You know, if you if you don't have that, um, and if you don't have that, then you are essentially a business that works in silos. Yeah. And you know, those those silos might operate brilliantly as silos. You know, I, I, there's some companies that are siloed and that still run incredibly well, but by introducing HubSpot to that, it's probably only that silo that's going to solve their problems until the point in the future when somebody realizes, oh, wait a minute. We should have we should have rolled this out further and we could have done a lot more. Yeah, definitely. And I guess for businesses that are maybe now based off of the advice you've given so far, thinking about working their marketing strategy into um, their HubSpot strategy as well. How can a business, I guess, start the process of aligning their work to HubSpot? What would your kind of suggestion for starting points or, or plan of action be? Yeah, so definitely we've talked already, I think, haven't we, about, you know, mapping your processes. That's that definitely, you know, point one, get marketing to map how they market to people, you know, just get them to, to sort of uh, document down what the process is to get an email out, you know, sign off procedures, things like that. When does it get past the sales? Um, you know, that, that whole customer lifecycle plan of how somebody gets into 
into the business and, and moves through it. Um, and doing that should should get you to a point where you've got all of that. It, you know, if that's a struggle, if, if people, you know, if you get answers, they're just like, oh, well, we just do it. You know, we, we know how it works, but we can't really articulate it or write it down. Then ask internal teams what their problems are. You know, ask internal teams what slows them down. Okay, what, what makes it more difficult to do your job? What makes it more difficult to, you know, for marketing? What makes What is making it more difficult for you to get leads through the door or, you know, service? What What's making it difficult for you to tell me exactly what our customers think? And by asking them, by asking t- internal teams that, you'll start to spot where friction is already within the process. You know, you'll start to, to see where processes work and where there are gaps between them. And then you can start to map how that process should work and then subsequently start to map that onto HubSpot. Um, and it, yeah, it, once, you, once you're at that point, once you've, once you, you know, started that collaboration started to map processes um then you know work with somebody you know whether it's somebody internally that's the marketing expert and owns the marketing strategy or somebody that owns business strategy or somebody externally um an agency or, or whoever it might be you know work with somebody to build a strategy with actions you know a strategy that just documents where you want to go is useless work on a strategy with with action points to to actually make changes um that details how the things you found from your internal teams can be solved within the hubspot environment and yeah that 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 process of process collaboration uh, problems solutions strategy that gets you to a point where you you will be much more aligned with with how hubspot is structured yeah that's a really good pieces of advice there i mean the main things i picked out there you know asking teams their pain points i guess that's crucial because until you understand exactly what you need to improve on or how hubspot can be best utilized within your business i mean it's probably even conversations that need to be had before you even decide to choose hubspot as your desired crm platform to actually understand okay can hubspot solve these problems so having those question um conversations early on and asking those questions is is crucial at the start um and also yeah i really like that point that you mentioned about actions because it's great to work out your strategy and build it out but then once that's built what happens with it because unless you plan in those actions how do you know what the next stage is and how you're going to progress that and build on that? So not just kind of coming up with the strategy and thinking, okay, job done, let's let's move on. It's having those actions and knowing who in the business is responsible for, for continuing those, those actions on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, what you've just said there is is, is something that I will, will always try to do with with clients is to always ask what's next. Yeah. Okay, so so great. Okay, we figured out this particular part of the strategy. Now, what we're going to do about it, guys? You know, who's going to who's going to do the work on it? How are we going to improve that? How are we going to take you towards you know this paragraph in the strategy that says you must do this? Okay, well, what needs to happen? What do we need to do to get there? So you know, that's definitely a, a, a major point. And I think you know, in, in fairness, there, there, there are plenty of you know, whether I was talking about businesses that have bought up on any and then have, have latterly realized that it can do more but where i've seen this work well in in companies too is where people have, have taken some of the approach that you've just described so you know marketing have, have got to the point of purchase of hubspot and somebody within the marketing team has suddenly recognized that wait a minute this does sales and service and everything else as well yeah it would be much easier to bring this into the business if we involve those teams and they've, they've brought them into it and I, one of the things that has helped with this recently actually i think is that I've seen um, it, it, not isolated examples. So there's more and more companies where HubSpot is being given to the ops department at its own rather than the marketing department. And I think that's a major change of focus. You know, if you have an ops department that sort of owns 
it is the HubSpot guy, for want of a better word. You know, the, the, the ops department becomes the HubSpot owner. Because ops touches everything, they are much better at rolling out a sort of collaborative strategy to how the software goes. Um, and they can sort of see what each area needs and then they can coordinate getting each area involved with it. Um, and I think probably with, you know, with the ops hub that HubSpot have just brought out, you know, the fact that there is now something called ops within HubSpot, um, I think that's probably something that's going to increase. It, you could even argue that that's potentially you know a deliberate realization from hubspot that we give something the name ops we, we give hubspot to be controlled by ops and we're gonna have a software that's rolled out with much more success within companies yeah i think that's a really great point and um, making sure that you've got those key stakeholders in on those conversations and that you've got that person owning it that it makes sense because they are having all those touch points with those relevant people so um yeah great points there and if only we could all build a strategy and it just happened by itself that would be wonderful wouldn't it but uh, unfortunately we do have to ask like you said what's next so um yeah thanks for those points i guess you know unfortunately we've reached the end of the podcast but final question it might be hard to pick just one thing but what would you say is the most important thing for businesses to keep in mind when they want to make sure that HubSpot's capabilities and their marketing strategies are aligned. Yeah, so the, the only thing, that I, the, the thing that I would say here that is, you know, the most important thing to, to keep in mind. So it, everything that we've talked about, it, ultimately, there's, there's a sort of realism element to it where we've talked about what essentially is quite a big HubSpot project, right? You know, if, if you want to align everything within your business with HubSpot, get it all singing and dancing across everything, then you, you need quite a hefty HubSpot license. You need, you know, an agency like yourselves or, or somebody to come in and help on a consultancy basis to, to, to make that happen. You need a strategy. These are all things that cost a lot of money versus just solving a need. But I think my 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 sort of most important thing, the, the sort of final point would be just know that if you're doing that, you're doing it as a proactive choice. And, and that will help you further down the line, I think. You know, you, you're making the proactive choice to, to solve a need now um, rather than, you know, do the, the, the whole big project. But accept that at some point, because of how HubSpot works, because of the underlying principles of process and collaboration, someone somewhere within the business is going to push you to do more at some point, whether it's head of department or it's somebody that works with HubSpot practically. They're going to ask you to do the big project at some point in the future. I, you know, I, I, I think I, I use this word before and I, I, I do genuinely think it's true in this case. That is an, an, an inevitability. I, yeah. I, I really don't think it's a, this might happen. I think it's inevitable that it will happen because of how HubSpot works. So if you go for sort of answer A and just solving the need, then just be aware that it will happen because that will help you to plan for it and to sort of address it when it comes in the future. And it doesn't come as a big surprise that, you know, there's, there's a project to be done to roll HubSpot out far and wide within the business. Yeah, definitely. I think a HubSpot is great, but it can be a beast at times. And once you kind of look at everything that you can achieve with it, it might be overwhelming for someone that didn't anticipate exactly what you can do with it. But it's also a, a real positive as well because you can start to tap into other opportunities. But um, yeah, we filmed a, a podcast episode last week with with John, our MD, and he mentioned with HubSpot on board, and it's, it's important to be realistic with both resources, but also timescales as well, you know, to effectively onboard HubSpot and work it into your marketing strategy. It could take a year, two years, um, you know, trying to think of it as a quick fix and something, like you said, that's just going to solve a quick need um, is probably not the best way to, to approach that and just being realistic with with, like you said, that it's going to become a bit more of a project management type role rather than just let's start using this platform and we're good to go. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, you'd, you'd be able to tell me more about this than, than I can, but I, I understand that the, the, the HubSpot and the ecosystem has, has moved to this approach of goal-based on, goal onboarding, haven't they? And, you know, goal-orientated onboarding. And that's, you know, as long as that's being presented in a way that is, you know, we're going to do onboarding to achieve a specific goal, and then we're going to go on to the next one. That I think that's a great way of doing it. You know, in isolation, maybe that carries the risk that you only achieve a goal and you never you never go on to the to the next goal, to the next point. But I think it's a good, it's a good starting point to get businesses to, you know, sort of understand that it's it is a bigger piece of work uh, as a whole over time um, than than just achieving the the one single thing that they they might have gone for. Yeah, exactly. And and I think if you have that goal orientated approach, then you also are able to measure that a lot easier as well and actually see that return and the effect that it's had as opposed to to taking a different approach. So, so yeah, really good points there. Thank you so much, Sam. So that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you for your time, Sam. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure our listeners will be looking at ways that they can bring your advice into starting to build HubSpot around their marketing strategy. So thanks again for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. So if you enjoyed this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at Carmen Digital or you can also leave us a podcast review. They're very much appreciated. If you want to make sure you never miss a new episode, you can subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podcast and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.